War Eagle Auburn fans, welcome to Hitchcock Hecklers, your source for Auburn baseball news and discussion. Part of the E2C Network, a family of podcasts discussing Auburn athletics. Brought to you by the Auburn Baptist Campus Ministries, serving Auburn students since 1961. And the Auburn Uniform Database. Visit them at auburnuniforms.com. I'm Chandler, and this is my co-host Clint. And uh, it was it was a rough week, uh, to say the least. For Auburn baseball. To say the very least. Yeah. Well, let's get started on a positive note. Um, it started with the South Alabama game on uh, on Tuesday. Uh, the Jaguars traveled up here to Auburn, and Auburn got the 10-4 to victory um, with Will Holland getting three hits, Brett Wright getting three hits, and Brendan Venner getting four hits. Uh, the Tigers totaled 17 hits in this game. Um, strong performance uh, by the Tigers. And uh, it was an overall good game. Uh, good game to watch. It was, it was the perfect thing that Auburn needed to go into the weekend with this win. And, you know, good – Good bats all around. Brennan Venter was definitely the highlight of the day with going four for four at the plate, scored three runs, uh, hit two bomb home runs, and hit in four runs all in that one game. So, you know, he actually became the first Auburn player to homer in three straight games since 2014. Well, that's an interesting tidbit. And he has five home runs in his last six games. Huh. Well, <laughs> so there's your bright spot for the week. Well, I'll tell you another bright spot. Uh, Jack Owen went four innings, gave up two runs, six strikeouts. But then the myth, the man, the legend, Welby Makazuski. Oh, God, that's how the LSU guy commentator said it. Welby Malcheski came on through five innings in relief of one hit ball and just looked very, very solid um, through 67 pitches. And I mean, you can't ask more from, uh, from Welby. I mean, he's, he's really performed very well this season and he, he had a little bit of a slump, like pretty much this entire team, but He's he's been very very good, and I've been very happy with um, his progress from last year. Yes. Well, then the Tigers uh, took a day of practice and then headed over. Uh, well, no, actually, they headed to Ole Miss on Wednesday, 
uh, they practiced there and then stayed the night. And this was a Thursday, Friday, Saturday series. And this is a discussion topic for later. But Coach Thompson decided to put Davis Daniel as a starter on Thursday, Casey Mize in his regular Friday spot, and then Tanner Burns in his regular Saturday spot. And it it did not work out for the Tigers. No, it did not. Whatsoever. And, I mean, you can, you can blame Coach Thompson. You can blame the players. But in, at the end of the day, it didn't you work out. You've got to blame the SEC for scheduling this, this uh, series on a Thursday, Friday, Saturday. That's true. But in the end, it just didn't work out. And it just was brutal. I mean, there's nothing, not much else can be said. Yeah, and, and I like the theory behind it of, you know, it's it's short. It's a day's less of rest for Casey if he pitches on a Thursday. Um, and also this, this week's upcoming series against LSU is also Thursday, Friday, Saturday. And, you know, if you, you want to keep Casey on that same schedule. But, you know, like you said, it just didn't work. Um, and, and it just – it's that game one – truly sets the the tone for the rest of the weekend sets the momentum and how everything's going to play and to his credit I think Davis Daniel played fantastic on Thursday except for two or three fastballs that he didn't locate very well other than that I thought that was one of his brightest outings of his career he pitched well he he hit 96 on the gun um you know, had a couple of strikeouts real early on. And even when they hit that first home run, he didn't, it didn't really shake him too much. Like we've seen him get uh, phased a little bit more in the past. So, you know, I think he played well, the defense didn't play too well. And it was, you know, the offense, you know, our bats kind of didn't show up, but once Davis got pulled is when it truly went downhill. Yeah. The, the Tigers only totaled six hits. And uh, it's just – it's hard to win a game when you only have six hits, but especially when your starter – he and like like Clint said, he it was a good outing from Davis, but he missed two or three pitches, and Ole Miss took advantage of those two or three pitches and hit them out of the ballpark. And you just – you can't afford to do that in SEC play. And it ended up causing the Tigers – a uh, five to four loss, um, and that was a a rough way to begin the weekend. Yeah, and Auburn had the opportunities. Uh, actually, left yes. the bases loaded. Uh, I think in the fourth inning, and just just couldn't get over that. And you know, I think the biggest takeaway from this this game and this week was just the difference in talent from a eighth ranked team and a seventeenth ranked team. Yeah, I agree, and um. But a bright note on the day was JSDs was the only was the only Tiger to have two hits, um, and that's another topic for discussion later. Uh, I've been talking about it for the, like the last week, but I'm thinking about moving JSDs into that leadoff role. Um, I mean, he's been hot the last three or four weeks, but we'll uh, we'll discuss that later. Uh, let's move on to the Saturday game. I mean, the Friday game, excuse me. Uh, it's the second game of the series, so it seems like the Saturday game. But there was 
not much bright spots to be found in this game. Um, <laughs> to be plain and simple, um, I was in attendance at Friday, at Thursday and Friday's game, and Thursday there was there was some hope in the ballpark from the Auburn fans. Friday, it was dismal, um, <laughs> to, to say the least. Uh, Friday, the pitching pitching just struggled. And surprisingly, surprisingly, Casey Mize struggled big time. And I would go to the length of saying that I think this was Casey Mize's worst outing that I have ever seen. Um, I mean, I've watched Casey for, I think it's what, three years now? Yep. And I think this this would probably one of the worst outings I've seen from him. And then yeah. – and, and, again, I thought he pitched decently well. He didn't have all of the stuff. Um, you know, they the, the strike zone kind of got expanded and shrunk in some weird places at weird times, which is frustrating. But it, it was on both sides. I thought it was very fair all weekend. Yeah. Um, you know, Casey just, just didn't have it. And I really hope that it's not – any arm fatigue like he had last year and that he's still healthy. Um, you know, and even if that's part of it, I, I'm kind of glad that he got pulled a little bit earlier. Um, but yeah, just wasn't, wasn't a great day. And it's, you know, it's, it's surprising that Casey has a bad day. It's even more surprising when he's not the best pitcher on the field and all miss a starter. Um, was it Feigl? Um, Brady just, Brady Feigl was just a beast and and of course it always happens against Auburn in just about every sport had his career best outing and yeah. I mean, um, yeah. the Tigers it was rough Brady Feigl did not really have much else other than a nasty nasty curveball and I mean he topped out on the gun on his fastball I think was 89 or 90 so nothing, nothing extremely special, but his curveball, buddy, that was that was one of the nastiest pitches I have ever seen at the college level, and well, it it showed. Uh, Feigl went eight innings and had twelve strikeouts. Jeez, eight innings, twelve strikeouts, and I mean that's pretty much all. That's pretty much the story of the day. Um, the Tigers. Yeah, the Tigers just could not hit the ball. And, I mean, a, a guy that really, really struggled this weekend was Edward Julian. And he had come into this weekend on a pretty hot note. I mean, he had hit, I think, three or four home runs in his last five or six games and was was feeling pretty hot. And... But that went all downhill this weekend. Uh, I know at one point he was 0 for 9 with 7 strikeouts. Yeah, uh, I had a golden sombrero on Thursday night. Yeah, I'm not sure how he ended up on the weekend, but not it, good. it was not, not, not a good performance. I don't think, I don't think Edward uh, reached base at all. Yeah, I mean. Um, he was just playing to not strike out. And, you know, Thursday night was the nationally – televised game and uh the commentators were you know breaking down some film on him and said that 
in the middle of his swing, his head wasn't staying down, that he was getting through the ball so much quicker than he had been previously. And, you know, maybe that was it. And then come th- Friday night, I was watching it. I was keeping an eye on that in specific. And his head was even moving even faster. So, you know, I don't know if that's something that Auburn didn't see and hopefully they had been working on that or, or what. But, you know, Edward went from, you know, probably his best two-week stretch as a freshman, and he's had a really good freshman year, to the worst series he's hopefully ever going to have as a college player. But, you know, Ole Miss, Ole Miss just kind of wrote the book on – on really what you had to do to stop the SEC's top scoring uh, offense. And that's just for a breaking balls. Auburn struggled yep. top to bottom one through nine on anything that broke. And you saw it a lot in all three games that Auburn was swinging at balls that bounced in front of the plate. And, you know, I don't know if it's, you know, that, if Ole Miss was just that deceiving on their pitches or if Auburn just didn't have the, the discipline at the plate, but it was, it was a big struggle all the way around. Yeah. Tanner Burns uh, only went an inning and two thirds, gave up three runs and walked three guys. Uh, that it was, that was rare to see out of Tanner. Um, just, he, he just couldn't find the zone, couldn't locate. And, I mean, that was kind of the story for everybody this weekend. Either couldn't find the zone or just got hammered. And um, Cody Greenhill came in relief, calmed things down for for a little bit, uh, pitched four and two-thirds, gave up one run, had three strikeouts, and he threw 70 pitches or 69 pitches, and he looked, he looked okay. And then <laughs> – just everybody from their own just struggled. Um, Calvin Coker gave up two runs. Andrew Mitchell gave up four runs. And Welby Malcheski came on to end the game, uh, getting two outs, and, but he gave up one hit. And it was just a, just a disappointing weekend all around. I mean, there's not much else that can be said. Yeah, and, you know, it's, it's one of those things that you hate to lose it but you hope that there were a lot of learning opportunities for the team. You know, hopefully Tanner never has to go through another one plus inning game and walk in what four guys or so. Yep. So, you know, there's a lot of opportunities to learn and hopefully these guys are quick learners and can get it out of their system before LSU to finish the regular season and then postseason play. Yeah, um, just a just a tough weekend overall for the Tigers. Uh, I mean, not much else can be said. Like I said, um, but hopefully the Tigers can uh, get back on track and rebound to uh, Tuesday when they play Troy, and then they have another Thursday, Friday, Saturday series versus LSU. Uh, Thankfully, we welcome them to Plainsman Park, uh, and that'll be nice um, to do that. And hopefully, we can get things going. We need it, and you know, Troy is is a decent team. And you know, it's the problem with this game is it's in Troy, and they've got a really funky stadium. And 
hopefully we'll get to watch it. Are you going to make the trip down for that one? Uh, that's the plan is to make the trip down tomorrow. Hopefully they have it on TV. Um, the, the conference USA had the South Alabama game on TV. So I would imagine this one, this one's uh, on ESPN three. Perfect. So, um, oh yeah, hopefully Auburn can just get back on track a little bit, kind of build up a little bit more confidence and go into LSU riding high because they're going to need it. And, this isn't the LSU team that people expected them to be. This isn't the LSU team of old, but they're still good. And, yep. and Auburn really, really needs to win this series. Yeah, I agree. Um, well, let's let's move on to our players of the week. Um, and I'll start uh, with my player of the week, who I've mentioned a little bit, but is none other than Jay Estes. Uh, he went five for 12 this weekend and he just, he's, he's seeing the ball and hitting the ball very well right now. And that's, that's good to see uh, from, from an Auburn guy considering that it was just such a, just a rough, rough weekend, but Jay is seeing the ball well. And I've, like I said, I've t- talked about possibly moving him up to the leadoff spot. And um, I think Coach Thompson will consider that. And um, it'll be interesting to see what happens with that. Yeah. Um, see if Coach Thompson plays around with the lineup this late in the season will be very interesting. But my player of the week is Brendan Venter. This kid came in, um, played first base really well, and then because of Josh Anthony struggling, has been playing third base very well as also. Um, went eight for 15 on the week, four for 11 at Ole Miss, um, three home runs and, and batted in six runs and, uh, has currently hitting not his hitting 500 over his last nine games in which he has a hit in each of those nine games. So, you know, this, he, he struggled at the beginning of SEC play and he's finishing strong and that's always a good thing. Yeah, that's that's always good to see um, at, towards the end of the season, you know. But this week, like we said, uh, the Tigers travel to travel to Troy to take on the the Troy Trojans. Um, Troy currently sits at thirty five and seventeen overall, with a seventeen and ten in conference record. Um, just looking through their schedule, they, well, they lost earlier in the season to Auburn, uh, six to five at Plainsman Park followed. And then they followed that with a a series at Tallahassee, Florida against Florida state, the, at the time, the number three team in the country. And they got swept by the Seminoles, but they also have some, some quality wins. Um, I want to say, isn't, tell me, correct me if I'm wrong, but I think Tennessee Tech is the team that is like really, really good this year. Yes, they are. They've been in and out of the top 25. Yeah. Well, Troy beat Tennessee Tech two out of three. Oh, wow. Uh, so, and, they put up 10 runs, 6 runs, and 13 runs oh on, on Tennessee Tech. 
and everybody has struggled against Tennessee Tech. So that'll be so Troy. Troy is a legit team, and they beat Sanford uh, five to four at Sanford at Sanford's field, which Auburn got creamed at earlier this year. <laughs> um, so and then they beat Sanford at uh, at Troy fourteen to two, and I mean that's saying something when you can beat Sanford both games and beat them in that fashion. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, Troy's going to be a tough opponent, especially on their home field. Yeah, and then uh, they also beat Coastal Carolina, who is a top 25 team uh, earlier this year. And they've played um, two SEC teams, other than Auburn, in Alabama and Mississippi State, and had two one-run losses. But... um, It'll be a it'll be a good game, good solid, uh, good solid warm up for the weekend, and I'll be interested to see who we who we pitch, and what Coach Thompson will do with the lineup in, during this game. Well, do you think um, that Coach Thompson and Auburn will replicate the Ole Miss pitching lineup for the LSU series, or do you think that we'll? kind of play something different i do not i uh i think we will we will see something different i don't know what it what that would be um well here i i have something different for you all right let's, let's not pitch casey mize against lsu um and, and i say that because as yeah. the standings are now auburn cannot play back into the the top four seats so auburn is guaranteed a spot in Hoover. Auburn is guaranteed to play on Tuesday. So <clears throat> Tuesday is a single elimination round. Wednesday, you get into the double elimination. So this is my thinking. You have to win on Tuesday. Yeah. Save Casey Mize this weekend and let him throw on Tuesday. And, or, you know, maybe for Tanner. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it'll be interesting to see what, uh, Coach Thompson and the Tigers decide to do. My proposal, uh, and I don't, I don't know. Um, but just a thought would be to put Andrew Mitchell in that in that Thursday spot instead of Davis Daniel. Um, I'm trying to look look it up, but I'm pretty sure. See, Andrew threw. <coughs> 11 pitches on Saturday, and let's see. I don't think he pitched on Sunday. Uh, And then on Thursday, yeah, on Thursday, he only threw four pitches. So he only, Andrew Mitchell only threw 15 pitches uh, this past weekend. So I would expect him to see, to, to see the mound on Thursday, um, get the start on Thursday. Why not? Why not pitch Casey on Thursday, take him a day off of his rest this upcoming week, but then you also give him an extra day for next week. So I I don't know if that would even itself out. But yeah, I mean, who you know, knows? Because if, if Auburn does win on Tuesday and plays on Wednesday, you might not pitch Casey, but then you put Auburn into a Thursday game. And now you've got Casey back at a week's rest. So yeah, I you mean, might, you might, you might. I think, I think that's probably a better idea. Put Casey on a 
you know, 80 pitch count on Thursday, let him rest, hope Tanner pitches well on Tuesday and you actually get to play to Thursday and then pitch Casey then. But it'll be interesting to see what we do with Casey Mize. But I honestly, I, I just, I don't feel like, I feel like these three games versus LSU matter more than the SEC tournament does. Um, I could see that too. Because right now, Auburn only sits at 13 SEC conference wins. Auburn is not for sure in postseason play in the regionals. Um, Oh, no, we're in postseason play. We're fighting for a hosting position at this point. Well, I mean, I I wish I could say that, but to to assure postseason play, I think we're going to need 14 SEC wins. Uh, you really think that they're going to keep Auburn out? If I mean, yeah, I mean, I, I mean, most seasons, most seasons, they say that 15 wins is what's needed to get into postseason play. Um, yeah, but the entire conference has beaten themselves up right now. Yeah, and, and and right now you only have Florida, Georgia, South Carolina, Ole Miss, and Arkansas. You have five teams that have 15 wins. Yeah. Well, I mean, I I think 14 wins will get us in, but I, I really don't know if 13 will. I mean, 13 and 17 in conference is not is not a good record, but hopefully we don't have to worry about that. Hopefully the Tigers take care of business this weekend. The and good get Tigers. Us, yes, the Auburn Tigers, and hopefully get at least 14 at least 15, maybe 16, maybe even 16 wins and get the sweep. Hey, uh, anything shy of a sweep, and I will be nervous about hosting a regional. I mean, what do you mean? I I think Auburn needs to sweep LSU to be, to to have a good shot at hosting regional play. Oh, definitely. Two weeks later. So I think if you lose one, if you lose one to LSU, you need to win at least two in Hoover. Yeah, I mean, at least Auburn needs to win. Auburn needs to win these last four games to even stand a shot at hosting. Um, and then we might even need a, at least one win in Hoover. Who knows? Um, it'll be it'll be interesting to see how Coach Thompson handles this, these last two or three weeks. Um, and I mean, the players. Are not even sure. Um, talking to Tanner Burns today, he said he's not sure what's going to happen um, with the rotation this weekend, but he's ready to do whatever is called upon him. And um, it'll be, but it'll, like I said, it'll be interesting in the least because the SEC tournament is next Tuesday through Sunday um, in Hoover. And that'll be fun to, go up there and watch um like I do every year and but it'll be it'll be fun. So it's always a fun tournament if you have a chance to go, go. It's always a good time. Yeah. And plus you you get to be in Hoover, you get to be in Birmingham without any bammers. So that makes it all the better. That's true. Yeah, that's true. Um I can't remember who it was, but I was talking to somebody earlier this week and we were talking about going to Hoover and we were like both agreed that there won't be any bammers there, so it should <laughs> it should be a fun tournament. Uh, but I'm 
I'm sure that, I mean, you can't get away from Bammers. I mean, I'm sure that they'll still show up in force and uh, droning their school colors, the the ugly crimson and, wa- crimson and white, and be proud of their seven SEC win baseball team. Because um, they did better than last year. That's true. They only had five last year. They got seven so far this year. With so, a weekend to go. That's right. So, but um, it'll be interesting to see. And I think that's that's all that's all I that's all I have. Uh, do you have anything yeah. else, Clint? Well, let's go ahead and wrap it up. All right. Well, uh, here's how you can connect with us. Uh, you can follow me and find me on Twitter at GolfWizKid, G-O-L-F-W-I-Z-K-I-D. How can the people you can, find you, Clint? You can follow me on Twitter at ClintAU24, and you can check out my website, the Auburn Uniform Database at AuburnUniforms.com. All right. Well, it's been fun, and uh, we'll see you next week. War Eagle. Where you go? Yeah, we always find our way back home. That's going to do it for this episode on the E2C Network. Thank you so much for taking the time to tune into our show. A couple reminders for you listeners before we head out today. If you're interested in joining the E2C Network team, make sure you give us an email at e2cnetwork at gmail.com, and we'd be happy to discuss that with you. Also, make sure you're checking out the variety of episodes on our podcast we have coming out each week as well as our blog post on E2Cnetwork.com. Specifically, make sure you're checking out Facebook Live sessions that we have called E2C Live and Auburn Fan Chat where you, the listener, can get involved in the show and have your voice heard. If you're interested in connecting with us and giving us feedback, there are a variety of ways to do that. First, go online to iTunes and SoundCloud and Google Play. Please subscribe there. And give us reviews there as well. It helps spread the show and lets us know how we're doing. If you're looking to find us on social media, you can do so at Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and even YouTube. Just type in E2C Network and that'll get you there. Once again, our email is E2Cnetwork at gmail.com and our website E2Cnetwork.com. And I want to thank the Auburn BCM and the Auburn Uniform Database once again. And thank you, the listeners, for tuning in each and every week. It's always great to be an Auburn Tiger and War Eagle.